It's been such a long time since I've been able to do Activate, and I'm so, so excited that God is trusting me to share this message that he has given me. I believe that it's going to be so helpful and useful to us, especially in this season. You know, I've been praying and, and studying and really asking God, what is it that I can say to be a blessing to your people? And he gave me a word that I think is really going to catapult you, not when this season is over. Come on, somebody, because sometimes we're in the middle of something and we're focused about who we're going to be when it's over. But I believe that God has given us a right now word that is going to speak to who we are in him in this season. And I can't wait to get into it. I am in Exodus. I'm going to start in chapter 12, verse 34. And I'm in the New King James Version. Just a little bit of insight into what's happening at this point in the text. So Moses has gone back for the children of Israel. And because Pharaoh wouldn't let them go, the text literally says, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. The plagues have come, right? And we are coming off of the heels of the final plague. That's when the sons have passed away. The firstborn sons have passed away. But that did not happen for everyone. It was only for those who did not put the blood over their doorposts and experience what we know now as the Passover. And so I'm starting in verse 34. This is after the Passover. This is after the Egyptians have come to a place where they realize God is not playing about seeing his people be free. And my text begins in verse 34. It says, so the people took their dough before it was leavened, having their kneading bowls bound up in their clothes on their shoulders. Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses, and they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold and clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they granted them what they requested. Thus, they plundered the Egyptians. Then the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Succoth and six, about 600,000 men on foot besides children. A mixed multitude went up with them also and flocks and herds and a great deal of livestock and they baked unleavened cakes of the dough which they had brought out of Egypt. For it was not leavened because they were driven out of Egypt and could not wait, nor had they prepared provisions for themselves. God moved so fast that they didn't have a chance to prepare provisions for themselves. I want to speak tonight from the subject of apply pressure. Apply pressure. Father, you've given me this word. You allowed it to sink into my spirit. And so it is my prayer that you would release that word, Father, in the way that you see fit. If that means we abandon the notes and go on a journey as long as you're with us, that's what we desire. Father, because above all, we need to hear from you. So let this be one of those moments when you sit, not just in this room, but in the rooms and cars and places, wherever those are watching are located. Let your glory sit there with them and let it destroy every yoke that has them bound. We receive this opportunity to hear from you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen again. I am... Um, I've been on 
tour with the family and then we came back and everything was so different. And uh, I was just thinking about how quickly things can transition. They transition so quickly sometimes that we don't even understand what's happening. And as I was reading this text, I was reminded of how quickly we can shift into identities and realms and dimensions that we could have never prepared for. I actually experienced such a shift when I was on tour. I'm gonna tell you guys a story. So when we're on tour, we take a bus literally from city to city. And when we're taking this bus from city to city, they have day rooms so that when we get to the city, we can take showers and take a nap if we need to, because it can be a little bit of a bumpy ride, right? And so we were late one time getting to a city, <laughs> and on the way to the city, we had some decisions to make. It's like, when we get there, are we going to go into the day rooms, or are we going to shower at the venue, or are we going to just, you know, hit the hot spots and let God do his work? All right, listen. So we get to the venue, we check out the showers at the venue, and when we check out the showers at the venue, they look a little sketchy, okay? So now we have a decision to make. We can take a shower on the bus, or we can just forget a shower altogether and let God's glory go ahead of us and cover up any odor we got on the bus, right? And so this is the time that I made a decision that I'm gonna take a shower on the bus. Problem with taking a shower on the bus, for those of you who have never experienced a tour bus, here's the thing. You can't use the water on the bus to like brush your teeth. It's like just sitting in a tank, there's something with it. So if you take a shower, you have to keep your mouth closed, right? But I had a, a closed mouth shower option or a sketchy shower in the venue option. And I chose the closed mouth shower option, right? So I'm in the shower and I take this closed mouth shower and you know, I decided from that point forward that I was probably just gonna take a shower on the bus for the rest of the cities. There was something about not having to move and not having to pack up all of my things that made me realize, you know what? This is how I wanna live my life in this season. So for almost 12 days straight, I basically stayed on the bus the whole time which would have been fine until on the 12th day, I woke up and I realized I had become my mother because my mother doesn't like to go anywhere. And when my mother gets situated and settled, she doesn't move. And I can remember as a little kid judging her so much because she didn't want to go anywhere. And now I have become my mother. I don't know if you're like me, have you ever had those moments where you realize I have become the person I am connected to? That's what happens when we are in covenant relationships with people. When we are in covenant relationships with people, we become the thing that we are connected to. Covenant, it literally means agreement. And when you come into an agreement with someone, there is a divine exchange that takes place and you begin to become what you are in covenant with you. That's why we gotta be careful about who we are connected to in certain seasons because sometimes we think that they just have an issue and they just have a problem, but when we are connected to them, we leave ourselves open to receive that very issue, that very insecurity, that very struggle that they are experiencing because the power of covenant is real. 
I love this text so much because what we are about to experience, and I've got some things I want to share with you, what we're going to experience in this moment is ultimately what happens when a person transitions from a covenant that their fear made to a divine covenant that God had in store with them a covenant that someone put on them or projected onto them into a divine covenant. And I feel like this is really important because we are transitioning into divine covenants. This is when we're going to learn who is in covenant with what, who is in covenant with fear, who is in covenant with faith. We are in a season right now with when what you are in covenant with is going to be exposed. And we got to make sure that we are intentional about breaking covenants when necessary and stepping into covenants when necessary. Because even if you've been in covenant with something, and I feel this for someone, I don't know who you are, you know that you have been in covenant with something that is less than you. You've been in covenant with something that is oppressing you. You've been in covenant with something that has enslaved your ability to be free the way that God has declared for you to be free. But I feel like God is going to break that covenant for you, that he's going to break that covenant, and you're going to have to decide, who do I become when the covenant is broken? Do I stay in the place where I am comfortable, even though I know it is limiting me, or do I move into the unknown, but into the divine wisdom and strategy of God? God applied pressure to the Egyptians. He applies pressure to the Egyptians through the plagues. And now the Egyptians are no longer comfortable operating and functioning the way that they've been operating and functioning in the past. And when God applies pressure to the Egyptians, it's important that the children of Israel witness that. I feel that for somebody. God has allowed you to witness someone else applying pressure to an enemy, not so that you can just see what God can do through them, but so that you can ultimately see what God can do through you. You got to pay attention when you are exposed to people who are applying pressure. You've been exposed to business strategies and business ideas and, and to people who are parenting their children after never being parented and who are showing up in their marriages after never being married before, and you think that you're just exposed to what God is doing through them, but God is showing you the power of applying pressure. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're going through, but I hear God saying, this is a season for you to apply pressure. Everything else is applying pressure. The kingdom needs to be applying pressure in this season like never before. God has equipped you and empowered you and exposed you to ideas and technology and infrastructures, and now is the time for you to apply pressure. I want to share with you as I was studying what I learned about the children of Israel in this time and how they were able to apply pressure. One of the first things that gave them the ability to apply pressure is that God broke the covenant that they had with the Egyptians. All of us have an Egyptian in our life. We have something that oppresses us. We have something that threatens to hold us down. And when you do not have the strength, and sometimes we don't have the strength or the courage to break covenant with the thing that is oppressing us, you can count on God to break the covenant on your behalf. I don't know if you are like me and you have ever experienced God breaking the covenant. You were supposed to start a certain job and you didn't move the way you were supposed to move, so God moved that other job from underneath you. God 
broke the covenant with your fear. God broke the covenant with your insecurity. You couldn't walk away from the relationship, so God made the relationship walk away from you. You've been asking God, why did God let it happen? And I hear God saying, I had to break the covenant because you were going to settle for something that was less than you. Nothing is happening in this season with the children of Israel and the Egyptians, except God has decided it is time for them to move into their divine covenant. God doesn't care whether or not they're comfortable. God doesn't care whether or not they agree with it. God doesn't care whether or not the industry is ready for it. All that God knows is that it is time, and we have to be willing to trust God's time even when we do not understand what is happening. For some reason, God has decided that it is time for the church to break the covenant of how they are used to connecting with people because God said it's time for you to go into all of the world in a fresh new way. It is time for you to break the covenant with what you have always known and dare to ask God, who can we become? You can never be so married to the way things have always been that you miss the opportunity to step into what God is doing. And I want to prophesy, it's not a cute thing that we're going through, but I want to prophesy right now that God would start breaking the covenant that you have made with your fear, that he would break the covenant that you have made with your anxiety. You are living as less than what God has called you to be. And if you don't break the covenant, I am crazy enough to ask God to break the covenant on your behalf. I believe that he's able to step in the middle of your situation and break the covenant that you're not strong enough to break. Get ready for them to walk away from you. Get ready for you to start creating on a new level. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. God's breaking covenant in the entertainment industry. He's breaking covenant in the church. God says you want what you had and I've got something that you've always needed and you can't get to what you need until you break the covenant with what you want and I don't know about you but I've been in covenant before with things that broke me and I've come to a place where now the only thing I want is what God wants for me so apply pressure over anything that's chaining me down apply pressure over my routine apply pressure over my creativity God is applying pressure He's applying pressure. He's applying pressure. I'm putting pressure on your creativity. I'm putting pressure on your marriage. I'm putting pressure on the way that you do what you do. Why? Because I know what's in you. And when I know what's in you, I can apply pressure until what's in you comes out of you. Until what's in you starts exploding and you're willing to settle. But God will not leave you there. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's pressure time. It's pressure time. You feeling under pressure? Good. You feeling a little stressed out? Good. I'm sorry you don't feel good. I'm sorry things aren't going the way you want them to. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like pressure. It sounds like God is trying to birth something. When a woman gets ready to have a baby, you know how she knows it's time to push? Because she starts feeling a pressure. There's a pressure that's making me birth something. There's a pressure that's making me want to push. And the doctor says, wait, don't push yet. And she says, I got to push this too much pressure. I gotta create. It's too much pressure. I gotta write the song. It's too much pressure. I gotta write the book. It's too much pressure. The pressure, the pressure, the pressure. The pressure is getting to me. The pressure is making me become. The pressure is birthing a version of me I never thought I would be. And they're gonna wonder what happened to her. And they're gonna wonder what happened to him. And it will be what happened in this season when God applied pressure. God is, 
applying pressure in this season. And I love this text because the children of Israel see a window. I feel the Spirit of God on this thing. The children of Israel see a window. And what they recognize is that they're not the same Egyptians that held them captive anymore. They were afraid of the Egyptians, but God had applied so much pressure to the Egyptians that they were not the same Egyptians any longer. And because God applied pressure to them, now they have a window to move. God says, I applied enough pressure on the industry. They're going to be hungry for content. I applied enough pressure on the business field that they're going to be hungry for someone who can do something creative. I know nobody was paying attention before, but let me apply some pressure so they have no choice. I need to hear something different. I need to do something different. The way I have been doing it hasn't worked. So God applies pressure. And the children of Israel, they see, I got a window. The pressure has created a window. And if I don't produce from this place right now, I might miss my window. Because right now, some people are crying about what's happening. And other people are producing out of what's happening. Because they realize, I got a window, you got a window, you're listening to this video. And I'm telling you right now, by the Spirit of God, that He has created a window. And He applied pressure. I see God holding back the Red Sea. How did He hold back the sea so that they could cross over? He applied pressure to the water. I hear God saying I am the God who knows how to apply pressure in the middle of the storm in the middle of the flood I will apply pressure that holds your enemies back long enough for you to bring forth everything that's in you and so the children of Israel see they have a window and now they have to decide in this window Am I going to be the person who was in covenant with what enslaved me? Or am I going to be in covenant with the God who saved me? And when they recognize that they only have one choice to make, now the same little children of Israel who had been counted out, who had been looked over, now start applying pressure to the Egyptians. This text is so good to me because I see them step out of being overlooked. Step out of being counted out and step into their identity because of their divine covenant with God. They almost made a covenant with fear. They almost made a covenant with what oppressed them. But when this window came and it was time for them to make a decision, they made a decision to make a covenant with the God who saved them. And now the Egyptians who needed God to step in to show them who they were, start applying pressure to the very thing that was pressuring them. My text tells me first that they applied pressure by knowing when it was time to move. I wanna get through these notes, I wanna share it with you because I believe God is gonna bless you when you get this revelation down in your spirit. They understood that the world as they knew it had been destabilized. The Egyptians had been destabilized. They'd been knocked off of their game. These weren't the same Egyptians that felt like they had power and arrogance and confidence over them. So they knew that at this window, this moment, was the time for the actual world, the way that God intended for it to be, to be erected. 
When the world is destabilized, it must be rebuilt. And only those who are willing to build in the destabilization can be a part of what the world will become. I feel like that's somebody's word right there. The word is destabilized right now. The world, it's destabilized. It's knocked off its rocker. The whole world, not just the country, the whole world has been destabilized. And only those who have an ear to hear on how to build will be a part of the next dimension, the next establishing of the world. What I love about this is they recognize the window. The, the Egyptians have been destabilized, and now it's time to move. It's time to move. It's time to move. They realize that this destabilization meant that it was time to move. The only problem with this window when it is time for them to move is that they were baking bread. My text tells me in verse 34 that when it was time for them to move, the people had their dough. So the people took their dough before it was leavened. They were in the process of baking bread when it was time for them to move. One of the things that they did immediately is they recognized that it was time for them to move even though what they were working on wasn't ready. Oh, I feel that for somebody. They were in the middle of doing something when the world has been destabilized. They're working on something. And so they have to make a decision, do I wait for the bread to rise or do I take it and move it with me even though it's not ready yet? I don't know what you're working on. I know it may not have risen to the, to the size that you want it to rise yet. Maybe it hasn't become exactly what you want it to be, but I hear God saying there is a window. And if you wait for that dough, that, that project, that idea to rise to the level of what you want it to be, you're going to miss the opportunity that's in this window. And you're going to have to be willing to move even though it hasn't risen yet, to move even though it hasn't grown up yet, to move even though it hasn't been financed yet. It hasn't been edited yet, but you got to start moving. I know it may not be what you want it to be, but I'm moving anyway. People are going to be wondering, wait, I thought you were waiting for the perfect partner. Yeah, but I decided to buy the house anyway. I thought you were waiting for someone who could underwrite your dream. No, I decided to start saving towards my dream anyway. Just because the dough is in process doesn't mean that it should be left behind. My text tells me in verse 34 that they took the dough with them. They could have decided to leave it behind because it wasn't ready yet. But when you have been working, I don't know who this is for. When you have been working on something and God says it's time to move, do not leave behind what you have been working on. Take it even though it's not in the form that you want it yet. God says, I'm going to show you how to use it when you get there. I'm going to show you how to make it when you get there. Don't leave it behind. Take it with you. And so the children of Israel did that. They took the dough with them, even though it hadn't been leavened yet. And then it tells me, and if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. It tells me in verse 35 that the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses, and they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold and clothing. Wait a minute. God has applied pressure to the Egyptians so that the children of Israel can be free. But now, because the children of Israel are in divine covenant with God, they have become bold enough to start applying the same pressure to their enemies' possessions. Hmm. 
When I read this, what it said to me is something, a, a text that is not unfamiliar to any of us, but that the wealth of the righteous, come the wealth of the wicked rather, is stored up for the righteous. For some reason, when God started applying pressure, it gave the Egyptians the courage they needed to start applying pressure as well. And now they are beginning to ask for things that they literally have no business asking for. And what I love about this text is that they didn't have to steal it. They didn't have to sneak and take it away from the Egyptians. All they literally had to do was ask for it. They started applying pressure to their enemy's possessions. Your enemy has been in possession of things that have your name on it. And I hear God saying that now is the time for you to apply pressure. It is the time for you to start seeking that promotion. It is the time for you to start going after that degree. I hear God saying that the only thing you need to do is apply pressure. And the Egyptians were crazy enough to get bold like their God. It is time for us, those of us who are children of the Most High God, to get bold like our God. If we see God applying pressure, we ought to be applying pressure too. If we see God doing something, I hear Jesus saying, I only do what I see my Father do. God started applying pressure. So my question to you, Activate, is where are you applying pressure? Are you just sitting back and letting this thing happen? Or have you decided that now is the time that I will apply pressure. I'm going to apply pressure to this gift. I'm going to apply pressure to this marriage. It's time for you to become everything that God has called you to be. When God starts applying pressure, we ought to start applying pressure too. I'm coming for my enemy's possession. I'm coming for that Grammy. I'm coming for that book. It's time for me to start applying pressure. We'll see who was applying pressure. In about eight to ten weeks, we're going to see who was applying pressure pressure and who was creating while everyone else was afraid and preparing for the end of the world what end of the world as long as we are in this world we are either going up or we are going up we are going from glory to glory to glory ain't no end when you a kingdom kid i thought you knew activate we apply pressure i hear god saying get back in the game get back on your square it's time for you to start acting like the person who has authority over sickness i have authority over the enemy i have authority over hell i'm applying pressure i'll do it on the internet if i have to i'll do it from home if i have to but you gonna get this pressure you gonna get this pressure you gonna get this pressure you gonna get this pressure. You gonna get this pressure. Instagram Live gonna get this pressure. Twitter gonna get this pressure. My book gonna get this pressure. Everything I touch is under pressure. You better watch out when I walk in the room because I'm applying pressure. It's time for you to come to my house. Why? Because as we go into church, I'm applying pressure. Everything connected to me gotta come up. Everything connected to me gotta go to the next level. I apply pressure. That's what I do. It's what I see my God do. We only apply pressure. God says, if I'm applying pressure, you should apply pressure too. And the Egyptians start applying pressure. There's so many different things in this text. It's so beautiful. But when they start applying pressure, read the text again. It says, that a mixed people started coming with them because when their God started applying pressure and then they started applying pressure, 
people became curious about how you could apply pressure to these great rulers, how you could apply pressure to the Egyptians, how could you apply pressure to the entertainment industry. I hear God saying that they had been knocking on the wrong doors all along, that nobody knew that there was going to be a season when I applied pressure and they should have been knocking on your apartment. They should have been asking you what you were creating because now this mixed breed of people are following behind these slaves. I used to be a slave, but I applied pressure. I used to be afraid, but I applied pressure. I was addicted, but I applied pressure. I was broken, but I applied pressure. I've been in therapy for eight weeks. I've been creating for eight weeks. Why? Because it's pressure season, baby. It's pressure season. And the most important area that the children of Israel applied pressure in was to their appetite. At the end of this text, it says that they baked the unleavened bread. The first time we see unleavened bread is in Genesis, and it's a quick meal that they make for the angel of the Lord. Then we see it again in Exodus 12 in this chapter, and it's how God tells them to prepare for the Passover. God gave them an appetite for unleavened bread before this moment. So they knew when they took the dough, even though it had not been leavened, that they could eat off of that because God had made them eat like that before. I hear God saying that I have already prepared your appetite for the next dimension of who you are that you don't know it yet, but I've already prepared you for how you're going to eat. The most important place that the children of Israel applied pressure was to their appetite. God, if I apply pressure to the world, but I don't apply pressure to my appetite, then I might start longing for what I could have had instead of learning to work what I do have. You are going to have to apply pressure to your appetite. You're gonna to have to do things that seem foreign to you and eat things that seem weird to you because you know that in order for me to be in covenant with God, I gotta to learn to eat on the go. I gotta to learn to move on the go, create on the go, so I'm applying pressure to my appetite. I'm listening to worship, worship music. I'm not just playing it like it's the soundtrack of my life, but I'm having actual worship experiences because I need to apply pressure to my appetite. You could look at me and you could say, Pastor, this is all good and great, but this was the children of Israel. This is Exodus. This is not even the New Testament. But it's important that you recognize that like the children of Israel were walking into this new divine covenant with God, that when Jesus got on the cross, he ushered in the new covenant. And that was the ultimate pressure that he could apply to any devil, any disease, any enemy, any depression. We are living in the new covenant and God has applied every pressure point exactly what it needs to stand out of the way so that you can become you're at home you're dealing with fear you're dealing with anxiety maybe you have depression I hear God saying I applied pressure on that 
You feel unqualified. You don't know if you have what it takes. I hear God saying, but I applied pressure. When, when Jesus got on the cross, I applied pressure. There's a new covenant. And all I need you to do is apply that same level of pressure that you see Jesus applying on the cross into your life. Because you know what God did when it was all said and done. He gave Jesus the power and authority to apply pressure to death itself. And that resurrection power that raised Jesus from the grave and allowed us the opportunity to have sweet communion, communion with the Holy Spirit. That is the level of pressure that God has given you in this season. I hear God saying, I'm not gonna let you die. I'm not gonna let you be afraid, but I have given you power and authority to apply pressure to that very thing that feels like it is enslaving you. But you have to make a decision to come into alignment with this new covenant. To say, I am not in covenant with fear. I am not in covenant with the headlines. I'm not in covenant with that. I can't speak for what everyone else is around me doing. I can't speak for what's happening on social media. I'm not in covenant with that. I'm not in covenant with who I used to be. I am only in covenant with what God is doing in the earth. And God has given us a window, family. He's given us a window. He's applying pressure and holding everything back. Everything is paused. Who was going to rise up in the pause? Who is going to apply pressure in the pause and not be so married trying to get back to the way things used to be? I just wish things would go back to the way they used to be. That's lazy. Ask God, how can I apply pressure so that I can experience the new connected to this season? There are some things that have happened in just these two short weeks that have revealed to me that I don't want to go back to the way things were. I want to live in the knowledge and the power that comes when this level of pressure produces creativity. And so I see fear applying pressure. But it's time for our faith to apply pressure as well. Now I want to invite you, no matter where you are and where you're tuning in from, no matter where you are in your journey in this stage of life, to apply pressure. To not allow yourself to be moved to and fro with the whims of this world, but to recognize that it's time for me to draw a line in the sand and apply pressure. I don't go any lower than that. Come back mind, come back anxiety, come back heart. I don't go any lower than that anymore. I have decided to be a part of a new covenant. And as we make that decision consciously every single day, you're gonna see God giving you courage and confidence to not just move, but to make sure that you move with possessions that should belong to you. Imagine had the children of Israel decided, you know what, we're just gonna move out of the way. But they said, no. God said, there are some possessions that have my name on it and that my enemies have my possessions. And while God has applied pressure to my enemies, it's time for me to start asking for what God promised me. Family, you're watching, and I believe already that there are families and businesses, degrees, books, nonprofits, ministries assigned to your name. And because the dough isn't ready, because it hasn't risen yet, you've been afraid to step into that next dimension of faith. I hear God saying, I'm going to show you how to eat it when you get there. But don't miss out on this window. I want to pray with you. 
I want to ask that God would open your heart so that you can see how he's moving in this season. But most importantly, I'm going to pray that he would break the covenant that you have made with things that are less than you. And that he would empower you to move into covenant with things that only he has ordained and anointed to bring forth who he has always known you could be. I hear God saying that this is how we're going to tell who's really in covenant with me and who's not. Guess what? It's not too late for you to be in covenant with God. The doors of our church are open 24-7 now thanks to the World Wide Web. You can catch up. You can fill up. And you can be empowered to move into the direction of your destiny. Father, I thank you that you apply pressure. That when we don't feel like we have what it takes, that you apply pressure and make a way out of no way. When we don't know how we'll cross the bodies of water that keep us from your promised land, that you apply pressure and move the water out of the way. Father, I am so honored and so grateful to serve a God who applies pressure. And so, Father, we recognize in this season that there are so many things going on in our world, but we recognize above all that this is an opportunity for us to emerge. So, Father, it is my prayer that we would not internalize this pressure and turn it into fear, but that we would create and become empowered and emboldened, Father, to do things we never thought we could do because we see how you've gone ahead of us and made our crooked path straight. Father, I rebuke the spirit of fear. I rebuke a slave mentality that I will always be enslaved to who I used to be. And I prophesy right now in the name of Jesus that your sons and daughters are coming forth like never before. I prophesy that as we get bold enough to ask for the possessions that belong to us, that our enemies will have no choice but to turn it over. Just like the Egyptians had to turn it over to the children of Israel, so will the loans be turned over from the bank, so will the books be turned over from the publisher, so will the music be turned over into this industry, Father. And so we recognize that as we come into covenant with you, that some things may be broken. We say break it in the name of Jesus. We say we don't want it anyway. We say the only thing we want is what you have for us. And we thank you that you are a promise-keeping God. Have your way in our lives. Teach us how to move. Teach us when to go order our steps father and give us the strength to take them so that when it is all said and done the world will see and the industries will know while everyone was afraid and timid that we had dared to apply pressure to fear and our faith sprung up like never before in Jesus name I pray Amen. Family, we love you so, so much. And we can't wait to continue to connect with you. Make sure you're following us on social media. Make sure you're plugged in and subscribed to our YouTube channel. You don't want to miss the amazing, amazing things that we're going to do to help you walk through this season of your life.